Vegas or Atlanta where the players play. Well, listen, and the people can't drive. Each and every day. Oh, well, guys, welcome aboard. You've got it locked to the faction. This is your man, GB, and we're doing something a little bit different today. I'm going to tell you exactly what we're doing in just a second, but you guys know I am never, ever alone because I don't think you'd ever want to hear me talking for 30 minutes by myself. So my good brother is with me. Right here, it's a good brother, Courtney Beard. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It is the road trip edition of the faction, your boys. And let me see, where are we now? We're currently driving 285 North. Yes, yes. So we decided to do something a little bit different, um, and that is, you know, it's not every day that we are actually together, and we happen to be on the road to the one-year anniversary event for Southern Honor Wrestling. Shout out to Southern Honor Wrestling. And in a very near future podcast, we're going to tell you about the event at Southern Honor Wrestling. But what we decided to do is almost a take on uh, WWE's, what do they call it? Road trip, take road, what? I can't even remember the name of it. Road side, road road dog. Whatever. Anyway, so we decided we're going to do a full podcast right here in the car. So you're hearing some pretty natural sounds. Um, I don't know if you'll hear our GPS or whatever, but we're going to take you along the ride with us as we talk about, again, this super historic week that's happened in pro wrestling. And specifically today, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT on USA. We've got some special things that we're going to be bringing your way as well. But first, let's have the conversation about AEW Dynamite, which went down this past Wednesday, uh, their debut on TNT. What did you think of the show uh, from top to bottom? What were your thoughts, uh, your overall thoughts on AEW Dynamite? First off, can I just say shout out AEW, fam, for rolling two shows back to back. Yeah. The smartest thing they did on TNT, which is, I believe is an old Nitro thing, mm-hmm. which is to show the shows. Oh, and then back, the replay, you mean? In the replay, okay, yeah, gotcha. back to back. Gotcha. I thought that was brilliant, man, because yeah. it gave people a chance to relive it immediately. Sure. And, I mean, we can't argue with it. We saw the, uh, they, they've been hyping up the ratings. They came in at a 1.4 million viewers yeah. to NXT's 891,000 homes that it was in. Now, we can't take into account how many people watched on the network. But I will right. tell you this, AEW felt big time. Mm-hmm. It felt major. Okay. It had a very pay-per-view. And here's the thing, man. I remember those Nitros, and I hate to keep it, and, I, and I'll try to keep the Nitro references to a minimum. But they, uh, it is what it is. I it mean, is what it is. There are similarities the, with Nitros. I remember those weeks of back-to-back watching Nitros, and each Nitro felt pay-per-view-like. Yeah. And uh, AEW did a great job of filling the arena. And I'll start with this. The wrestling could have been incredible, but if the production was terrible, we wouldn't be watching next week. The yeah. production was A1. Agreed. This is not the Jim Ross that we dogged in New Japan. Oh, no. Jim. I, I think Jim Ross has, uh, you know, and let's be fair, there is a difference between coming in and doing a... One-off. A one-off or a taped show or when you've been doing taped shows and now you go live with a product like New Japan where you've got varying names, you got to understand storylines, etc., etc., versus being inherently and intricately involved yeah. in the product. 
He has been involved with AEW since their very first show. He's invested. He's totally invested. So, and he's worked very hard to get back into that weekly rhythm. Yeah. And so, hearing Jr. Uh, was definitely a, a big thing. And he's like back to the Jr. We know. He's back the way he called those moments. Yeah. Now, shout out Tony Schiavone, who never left the broadcast booth of some kind. You know, you can well, tell that he's he did, been in rhythm. Well, he did. I mean, he did leave wrestling for a bit. No, I, um, no I, that's why I said the broadcast booth. Oh, sure. Because though he left wrestling, yeah. he's still been in front of a mic calling things at right. a pace that was necessary for a live event. Well, that's the only thing JR missed. Mm-hmm. JR was missing not just calling wrestling. He was missing uh, the, the the rhythm of having to see something in front of him and talk sure. about it. Sure. Right? Shout out SunTrust Park. SunTrust Park. The Battery Atlanta. Where the so, Atlanta Braves play, and of course they are in the uh, the MLB playoffs right now. So, so what's all this they're building right here? What is this going to be? Listen, that's the cool thing about Atlanta. Like, There's always construction happening. Happening. And uh, I don't know exactly what they're building over there, but uh, it, it's going to be dope. And shout out the son, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> All right? And if you're listening, you don't know who Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert is. Yeah. Unfriend me on oh, Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Do your homework for sure. Do your homework. Who was a girl that used to be Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert? Oh. Um, what was her name? Oh, 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 Dark Journey. Dark Journey. Dark Journey, yeah. And then at one point he had Missy Hyatt. He did. He sure did. Yeah. He sure did. He sure did. So, yeah, you know, I, I got to talk about AEW for a second because AEW, to me, had a bit of a dream team coming into this whole thing in terms of commentating. Which we both agreed that if they didn't have great commentary, the show would not have sounded at next level. Particularly after all, not all out, uh, after Double or Nothing. Yeah. When they had, they had JR. They had Excalibur, and then they had uh, Marvez, and yeah. and Marvez just was not set up for this. Well. Non-existent, he was. And and can we shout them out for making the adjustment? I, I think it's important, you know, that yes, you're committed to people, but you're committed to the product. And if that's not the best fit for him, that you make the move so that the product doesn't ultimately suffer. Listen, so we are in the day and age of where they listen to the fans. Yeah, if Fifty Cent. Can bring back the original theme song to power. Yeah. If Wendy's will bring back the spicy nuggets, yeah. then wrestling is in the same place. Yeah. Listen to the fans, bro. Yeah. So you were talking about production, which I think was oh my god, the camera epic. angles. Yeah. The quality. Look at the lighting. The, the lighting, lighting was all tremendous. Of that was just it the was lighting just, was yeah. incredible. Yeah. But let, let's go even back further than that. They maximized social media the day of. Sure. The, the one hour, well, the five hour countdown, then, four yeah. hour countdown, three hour two-hour countdown. This is one of the things that is so different than the launch of WCW Nitro. Granted, we did not have social media in 1995, um, but the way in which a full-court media blitz for all things All Elite uh, that they did on social media, of course, which really the company was built on social media. Yeah. So they utilized that well. Um, the wisdom of going ahead and, and buying those ads on WWE programming. Brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant move. Also, though, the commitment from TNT and the Turner Networks to showcase these commercials and advertise All Elite during their regular shows. Um, 
that I, I just thought was brilliant. And we're seeing that kind of network commitment mm-hmm. from these stations, whether it's USA for NXT and Raw, whether it's TNT for uh, for All Elite, or whether it's Fox for SmackDown. Um, I am just so excited about the fact that we have this kind of mainstream commitment from these networks yeah. to ensure that this show gets incredible, incredible viewership. I love everything about AEW. I will say, though, I was hoping that they would bring us a different stage design. Uh, as I always okay. think, this is very similar to an old TNA stage design. But I'm okay with it, though. Yet and still, I'm okay with it. I think one of the things that TNA, I, not, I mean, not TNA, but AEW, if AEW attempted to launch without Cody Rhodes, this would be totally different. Cody is clearly the brainchild behind this thing, I believe. He, to me, legitimized it. That walking around with a suit has been one of the best things that ever happened to him. I'm a little, like, corny on this one. Throw that suit on. If you, you can talk, you're, it legitimizes you're, you're, you. You're, you're very old school with that. But I will say this. I, I do think, and it's funny that you mentioned that, Cody in his suit is a, a, a far different... Uh, reception than Billy Corgan in his uh, hoodie. Oh my god! You gosh. know for NWA. Yeah. I mean we can't we can't deny it. I mean it is. How, how are we looking on exits? Are we? Good? Oh, we're, we're we're good. We're okay. actually looking for exit two sixty eight, which okay, will be then five point eight miles. Okay, cool. So, so if you're yeah. with us, go on your Google Maps and see where we are, <laughs> or not. Um, <laughs> it's 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 exciting. I think AEW has done all of the things that they needed to do. Um, and I got to say this too, if you are uh, an NXT fan or, you know, whatever, like I hope that WWE right now is not uh, panicking because I think AEW uh, was, I knew they were going to have a great first week. Like I'm not surprised that they pulled the numbers that they pulled, that they actually even beat NXT. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but, but clearly Triple H came for a fight though. Oh, he did, and he and, came for a fight. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw an interesting challenge out there. I actually think that, uh, in terms of in-ring product and content, NXT won the battle this week. Well, I would agree with Heads that. Down. I would agree with that. It's just that AEW is the new child, is the well, new kid, and that's just and it. They are the new kid. On they, the block. they, they had energy. Yeah, and they Incredible had an energy, energy that NXT really tried to match. Well, and they, 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 you know, they weren't too far off now. Well, let me let me just say this. I I think, in fairness, NXT has been carrying this energy for five years. Let's be clear. NXT has had an amazing energy that continues to get better and better and better. And again, the energy is contained in that amazing place of uh, full sale. But truthfully, whenever they get on the road, it's the same kind of reception. And don't think, listen, Vince would never let this happen. But you better believe Undisputed Area and Dream would have no problem showing up to AEW outside. Oh yeah, but you know I, I don't, and I don't even know if it's gonna get to that. I don't think it'll ever get to that that but, point. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the guys are so hungry right now. Oh yeah. That they'll do whatever it takes to make a splash. It's oh yeah. Week, week for week. Oh yeah. It's absolutely. Wait, th- th- this is one of eighty-two. Yeah, well, and, and, and we're going to see what happens. And, you know, I, I think there are some marked differences between uh, the presentations for AEW and NXT very clearly. NXT has kind of a darker feel uh, in terms of how it's shot. AEW. I feel like they, fuse, they, they shoot uh, on film with, with a very cinematic look with the darker. Which ones? Uh, uh, NXT? NXT. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and so that's interesting. So let me do this. We have something very, very special uh, that we want to insert here because the fourth horseman, John Murray, was actually there live uh, for the first episode of AE. W Dynamite, which of course happened in Washington, D.C. at the Capital One Arena, and he's got a very special report, an eyewitness report, coming from AEW Dynamite. Check this out. GB, Courtney, is Brandon around? What up, the faction? It's your boy, John Murray, the fourth horseman himself, here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., where AEW had their kickoff show, Dynamite, on TNT at the Capital One Arena, and I was in the house. And I'm going to tell you, man, it was a groundbreaking night, and I met people from all over the country and even Canada who came in for this historic show. I mean, there were people from New York City, Philly, Los Angeles, Chicago, and speaking of the Windy City, the crowd in the Capital One Arena, it felt like a Chicago pay-per-view crowd. I mean, they were even popping doing the dark matches. It was it was live in the place. Now, Justin Roberts he was a great in-ring announcer and he was really good about keeping the crowd engaged even during the commercial breaks the place you know the place had the energy of the monday night wars era like i feel like we're headed back to that time but here are some of the things that i really like about aew now you know i've always been advocating for pro wrestling to become more diverse and inclusive and i feel like aew may just be the multicultural mecca of wrestling they've got black guys mexican stars japanese wrestlers and they effectively use female talent and have them on full display i mean the very first match on the kickoff show had a female referee when do we see stuff like that now in addition to the wrestlers that have ownership in the company like cody rose the young bucks kenny omega chris jericho and adam page and, sp and speaking of adam page like i randomly had dinner with him at a tgi fridays in baltimore after a ring of honor show with caprice coleman and jordan miles uh formerly known as ach uh, uh several years ago so seeing where he has come from and where he is now it's a real remarkable journey and i feel like that's what aew is all about because they have underutilized guys that used to be in uh wwe you know dudes like sean spears john moxley jake hager makes you think guys like shelton benjamin and cesaro would be much better utilized in aew huh but they also are making headlines for being very progressive. I mean, they have the first transgender wrestler, Nyla Rose, who's getting a lot of press. And then they have that built-in Hollywood synergy thing because Brandy Rose, she used to be on the e-reality show, Wags Atlanta. And then you got Awesome Kong, who re whose real name is Kia Stevens. She's on the Netflix series, Glow. But this company is also elevating uh, guys who were career indie wrestlers. Uh, groups and factions like SCU with Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. And then these indie guys that are on the rise that are finally getting the attention that they deserve. I think Orange Cassidy is going to be one of the biggest stars to come out of this company. You know, the clip of him and that tag team match or was it a battle royal or whatever it was, he never took his hands out of his pockets. And that clip went viral and folks who weren't even wrestling fans are posting that clip and talking about that clip. They're entertained by it. And that's what becoming a wrestling star is. But then they also got guys like MJF and they took a chance on an unknown uh, tag team, Private Party. And you've got Sammy Guevara 
all of these guys will probably be the future of this company and the future of the pro wrestling business. Now, we know AEW is owned by billionaire Tony Khan, who also co-owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And after the show, he came backstage and for about 30 minutes, he talked about how excited he was about the kickoff show. You know, he was very involved in the show, helping with direction and calling cues and very hands-on. Um, but he told me they have more surprise talent coming up in the very near future. He wouldn't drop any names. They also have some new ideas from some, for some additional programming they want to do already. But more importantly, 90% of the guys and the women working for this company have health benefits. I'm going to say it one more time. 90% of the wrestlers working for AEW have health benefits. We know that's something that is unheard of. And there are wrestlers in the past who advocated for this type of thing that was blackballed for this very thing. So, fellas, I believe AEW has kicked off something special. I mean, this was a true fan curated product. It's not sports entertainment, but it's fine pro wrestling. So, Brandon, stop hating on AEW. Get under it, brother. Your obedience is better than your sacrifice. Things are looking really bright for AEW, and I'm glad I'm here to witness it. It's your boy, John Murray. Follow me on social media at J-A-W-N-M-U-R-R-A-Y. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And catch me on Facebook. My full name, at World to the End. We can talk. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Shout out to my good brother, John Murray. He is the fourth horseman. <sighs> and just he the man. Just, he is the man. And he's got some exclusive footage for us that we'll be uh, sharing on our social media and here on future episodes. So stay tuned as we continue to look at AEW versus NXT. Was there anything about AEW that you did not like on the first time out? Uh, well... I think one of the slower matches of the night was probably the women's match. The, the title match. Yeah, the title match. How it, do you think that was handled? Like, how? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on? Because to me, of all the matches that we were coming in for, I think a lot of people were paying attention to that match for obvious reasons. Yeah, I, I thought it was handled as best as they possibly could for their opening night. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't have what the NXT women's match had. Yeah. That thing had thunder, glory, and power and just energy yeah. to it. Yeah. So they're really going to have to bolster this women's division. Mm -hmm. This is where I see that the likes of a Tessa Blanchard would have really... You said uh, 268, right? Yes, okay, 268. Cool. Okay. Uh, a Tessa Blanchard mm -hmm. would have really come in and really added some oomph to it. Yeah, I, it, it definitely feels like... And here's the crazy part. They've got some great talent. They've they got do. Britt Baker. They've got um, uh, B Priestley, uh, who is from uh, England. They've got some great, great people, but they chose to go this route, um, <sighs> which I just don't know. You know... I, I, honestly, I don't know that I'm super impressed by either yeah, and, of the women. And in that's that match. how I feel. You know, I feel like man, if you know, if, if you throw a Tessa in there, she quite frankly could have headlined the night. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that, that's super interesting for me. Um, I found it interesting. I watched uh, with AEW on TV and NXT on my iPad. And I yeah, gotta NXT tell you, women's match. Oh it was lights out. man, it was incredible. It was lights well, out. Well, even, so I was impressed by the the, the way it was all programmed. Yep. NXT went thirty minutes commercial free yep. and started with 
you know, Adam Cole versus Woo! Matt Riddle. To me, if, what a as, match. I, as I'm watching that versus Cody and Sammy Guevara, who put on a great match, yeah. I was just like, whoa, this is how we're starting this war? That Adam oh, we Cole. got a war. Yeah, Adam Cole is And then on. don't forget, you know, my Undisputed Era guy, Undisputed Era versus Street Profits with Wale. Yes. Opening the doors. That joint, that joint felt like a mania kind it, of thing. It, a takeover it, it, it felt for big sure. time. It felt very and, big. And man, when they, there were several moments when they hit takeover pace. So yes. then you have to look at what... You, you know, we we have Jack. Was it Jack Hager? A uh, Jack Hager, yes. Jack Hager showed up and then on, on NXT mm-hmm. at the end of the night. The return Tommaso of Tommaso Cham- Champa. Tommaso well, Champa. So, so here's the other thing that's interesting. Who never lost the belt? Who never lost the belt? What else is interesting to me is, of course, on NXT you had uh, the return of the longest reigning NXT champion in history, Finn. Balor. And the very first Universal Heavyweight the Champion. Very, exactly. Finn Balor, who never lost that who belt. Who never lost that so, so there's a mystique around him still. Yeah. And now he's back. See, NXT has this very cool indie feel still. Yes. And so Finn Balor is going to do great there. Mm-hmm. I am hoping we can get maybe even Shinsuke. So hold on. Drop Stop. 10 hold or 15 on. Hold pounds. On. Hold come on. home. Hold on. Hold on. Because I got a question I want to ask. Oh, God. You just, you just, ugh. The question is really simple. With Finn Balor, uh, we've seen uh, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Killian Dane. We've seen them come home and return to NXT which current superstars on Raw and SmackDown do you think should make a return to the black and gold brand? AOP. Okay. Possibly even The Revival. Oh. Can you see The Revival? Exactly. Against, oh, uh, against oh, Undisputed. Lord. Jesus, oh, help Lord. us. And then, of course, like I said, Shinsuke. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even opposed to a Bobby Roode, though I believe Bobby Roode would be great uh, at, on SmackDown or Raw. But when I look at a Shinsuke, here's what I'm looking at. There are certain guys that no one besides Triple H knows what to do with over at Titan Sports. Yeah. And Shinsuke can be put in a... Can you imagine some Shinsuke in dream matches? Well, and, and the cool thing is, you know, Shinsuke was allowed to be Shinsuke Strong Style in, in NXT, the King of Strong Style. Yep. Where he has been just relegated to being a... Uh, the artist uh-huh. uh, on SmackDown, and there's a far difference in, in how he's been able to perform and the success that he's had too. Because honestly, you know, on Raw and SmackDown, there is a greater expectation for the uh, the athletes to actually talk and cut promos. And We're not really that interested in all that. Yeah, in NXT. And to be very honest with you, I'd be interested in Bailey coming back. I think, really? ba- yeah, I, I, I really would. I think Bailey is good for NXT. Now, see, I'm, now what I'm shocked for are some obvious names that you missed, like Asuka. Oh, man. I, Kyrie Sane. Well, um, Kyrie Sane, yes, but Asuka is probably one of the big tragedies of mm-hmm, the step up. Mm-hmm. Because who was hotter than Asuka? Well, and, and the thing was, at that time, there was nothing left for Asuka to do. So the idea of an Oscar versus Charlotte, of course, was going to be epic. But here's the problem. Now, there is far more to do in NXT. 
there is far more to accomplish. There are other areas and avenues to go to, whether you go to NXT UK, whether you stay on NXT, etc., etc. I think for her, it would be, again, much like Shinsuke, the opportunity to be used properly uh, is of paramount importance. And I think, like you said, Triple H is really the only one who could get that done. So here's a question. AEW currently has three belts. Am I correct? Uh, nope, they have no, two belts. Two. Two, just the world title and the tag titles. Or uh, the, and the, no, women's title. the women's titles. The tag titles okay. are on the way. Yeah. So my question to you is this. What do they need? Uh, what are the belts does AEW need? Well, I don't think they need to worry about belts right now because they still have a lot of talent to introduce to us. Uh, let's think about this. We've only had, with the addition of AEW Dynamite, four shows from them. Right. And a lot of them have centered around the same talent. So with only four shows, you've not had a chance to really build characters. You've not had a chance to really build buy-in um, for new people that you're trying to introduce, et cetera, et cetera. For instance, we've, only, we've heard a lot about Private Party. Right. We've only seen one match from them. Um, we've heard, and, and there, if you go back to uh, you know, B. Priestley, who showed up for uh, Fight for the Fallen. And then you had 21 women in the uh, Casino Battle Royal at right. All Out. And we've definitely not seen 21 women um, on, on the show for them. I think there's a lot of guys that there still needs to be character development on before we get uh, concerned about titles yet because but titles if, only matter if we have people. But if you're on. bringing in titles, which which build are I'm, you bringing? I'm in? not even thinking about that's the no, thing. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I, do, I know you're not. But if, if you had to, if you're forecasting for a year so from now, for a year from now, first of all, I don't. I, the only title I would think about would be potentially a TV title, which you know, again, if they're in that throwback mode, that's fine. But I think they're going to have to take some time to really build and establish uh, something for us to... Because here's the thing. We care that there's a movement. Now that we've gotten past the movement, it reminds me of the NWO. You know, the NWO was super dope because the NWO was a movement with those it was a three. Movement, right. And then when they decided to expand and they wanted to make it its own organization, it got a little murky and muddy because you needed to be able to care about more than Hall, Nash, and Hogan. Right. And the truth of it is, we really didn't care about anybody else yeah. but those three, no matter whether you called them Wolfpack, uh, Black and White, whatever. So I think NW, or, uh, NWO, I think AEW is going to have to help us care about more than Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny. You know, we want the organization to thrive. Now that we've gotten past the the the, uh, the first service uh, and the grand opening, now let's get down to brass tacks. And I think when we can start, because there's so much talent there. We haven't gotten into um, uh, uh, Jungle Boy, Pac. Um, Hangman Page. Hey, you, you see what I'm saying? There's so much. Think about this. Hangman Page. Versus Pac, how are we looking on our exits? Are we oh, we're good. Now? We're looking for exit 16. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. So, uh, you, you got Pac and Hangman Page, which was really the first match signed for AEW. Right. Uh, coming out of that press conference for Double or Nothing, and with all the, the visa issues, etc., etc., it literally just got thrown on to the TV show Wednesday night. Yeah. With little to no setup. 
and don't forget Moxley. Uh, did we miss you, you Mox- what I'm saying? John Moxley. There, there's a, there are a lot of people there that if they can get these stories told, then there will be interest in a title, whether that is the AEW title, because we don't even super no. care about the AEW title right no. now. No, no, no. Help me remember. What's the talk about the tag titles? Tag title tournament is going to begin next week, um, and there is a tournament that uh, the Dark Order already has a first-round buy-in. Next week is going to start with the Young Bucks against Private Party, which is going to be nuts. That's going to be a great match. That's going to be nuts. Let me ask you this, since we're there, and then we'll switch to NXT very quickly. Um, Do you think that that it would be inappropriate for Cody, the Bucks... Or Kenny Omega to hold a title in AEW in this first year? No, no. Uh, I think I think no one wants Cody to hold the title. Oh, so you think it would be it, it would be inappropriate? It, it that, that it would be inappropriate? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I think I think I think people are okay with the Bucks having belts. They're okay with Kenny having belts. They're not okay with Cody having a belt hmm. because Cody has been the lead mouthpiece on this. Yeah. So people would view it as here we go. The establishment's running the well, that, and that's the yeah, thing yeah, that's again. that's kind of what I'm getting. And at. so I think that for me, Cody is not equal in my vision, though probably on paper, mm-hmm. not equal with the Bucks and Kenny. Okay, people are not okay with Cody having a belt. As a matter of fact, people don't want to probably don't want to see Cody wrestle a whole lot. But the Bucks, if the Bucks were the first tag champions, people would be be okay with that. Yeah. If Kenny were the current AEW champion, they'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. If Cody would have been the current AEW champion, people wouldn't have tuned See, in as much. And, on and, and I actually agree with you on this. I think I honestly think, and I know some people might agree with disagree with this, but I think Cody Rose need not wrestle for a while. I think somebody has to. The problem with you know. It, because you, you talk about Cody, the Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega all being executive vice presidents. Right. But the problem is a, a, a three or four three or four heads equal a monster. Right. You you need one recognizable figure. Right. And I think by default that has become Cody. Yep. So with that said, Cody, I think is tired of wrestling. Looks like. Well, Cody has to be careful because you you don't want Cody to end up becoming the thing he tried to get away from. Yep. Which is a Shane or a Vince McMahon who has to be the head and in the ring as well. Yep. I think we're perfectly fine with seeing Cody in the ring occasionally, but I'm not a fan of Cody getting a shot at the world title against Chris Jericho yeah. uh, at full gear. And I, I, I don't like it. I, I, I just don't. And this is no knock to Cody. Right. It's just the fact that... You're the figurehead, and we're getting behind you because you are starting a movement. Yeah. Like, go ahead and be the figurehead of the movement. You don't need to be the world champion. I think we we all like Cody as uh, the guy who fights when it's when it's when it matters. Right. When there's an emotion in the match, right. and Cody's really better when in those moments. Right. And here's the thing: like, I was totally cool with Cody being the Ring of Honor World Champ. I was totally cool with Cody wearing the NWA Championship. Um, I just Man. don't know how I feel. Did Cody about not bring Cody. back the NWA title? He did. It made it matter, and it was necessary, even if it, oh, it was only for a month or two. It was a necessary move. So let's quickly switch to NXT because I think NXT had an amazing showing. Amazing. Incredible showing. Um, I was most impressed watching these shows side by side. I was most impressed at the way it was programmed. 
what was up against each other in terms of segments. You know, the fact that they put the championship match up against the first match with Cody and uh, Sammy Guevara, and even the last match. And there was a one point where the women's matches were battling each other. Yep. I thought that was a brilliant move of programming. Yep. And my suggestion, well, let me, what, what were your thoughts on the NXT show? I thought the NXT show was really good. I thought that they did a great job of programming it, putting everything together. Yeah. And here's my immediate thought about this whole thing mm-hmm. is that they are killing for real, for real right now. When it yep. comes to the thought of this, they knew what the people wanted. Right. They gave them what they asked for. Right. And everything from there was money. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, even putting that tag title match in there. Uh, Listen, with Wale. Yeah. I mean, think, think about this. The Profits have been on TV, which, okay, we all were thinking the Profits are getting moved up right. to the other roster. No, man. It was a smart They were move. giving them TV time. Yeah. As as a promotional tool. Yeah. Turn it, tune into yeah. NXT. It was a brilliant move. And I'll say this. is the And one the outside shot of them walking in. Oh, yeah. man, it was big time. Well, and, and to me, I thought the Wale move was huge because, you know, Wale lives in D.C. Yeah. And so to now, pull him. Now, so that I saw wrote, that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Wale's just a wrestling fan. He ended up in AEW. Because, you know, because think about it. The Wale Mania situation that he does during WrestleMania. Yeah. Highlights wrestlers from all across the board. Yeah, man. So believe it, believe it. He would have been at the AEW. That was show. brilliant, man. That was a smart and, move. And they pull a contingency of DC people who want to see Wale. Yes, yes. So shout out to NXT. Triple H is here for the fight. Well, and and this is the thing that people have to understand because you know we are one of these generations these days who look at the quick hits. We don't look at what happens in the long haul. I think you have to remember. Triple H and WWE are very familiar with working from behind. They built The Rock, The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Mankind from behind, from being behind in the ratings. So I I hope that the folks at NXT are not down about this. They don't feel bad about this. I do know that WWE even issued a congratulatory statement to AEW. They did. They did. It was in the press release in in Variety um, that they congratulated (coughs) AEW on a successful premiere, which I thought was uh, not just gutsy, but classy. I missed that. Yeah, they sure did. Um, And so I say this. I think this is a battle for the long haul. And honestly, as I was watching it side by side, I thought to myself, this is just the most amazing time to be a wrestling fan. I don't even want to hit AEW versus uh, NXT because the truth of it is we're getting great wrestling from both promotions. We're getting more mainstream attention than we've ever seen in this business. And of course, that leads up to SmackDown on Fox, which by the time you guys hear this, you will have already seen it. Um, And we'll be talking about that later. But the point of it is there is great wrestling happening all around the world. It is a great time to be in pro wrestling and a great time to be a wrestling well, fan. I'm I'm different than you. I love the competition. Here's our exit right here. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I love the competition. Recognize each other because already you're making each other better. Well, and that's nobody's the mailing it in. No, everybody's did. thinking. Everybody's playing chess right now. And that's Every how move we create matters. greatness. It's absolutely how we create greatness. So we're almost at our, our destination, guys. So am I going right or left? You're going to go right. Go right. So we're almost at our destination. So that means we're going to wrap up this show. 
kind of cool. And listen, we've got one more on the road show coming for you as we leave Southern Honor Wrestling to give you our thoughts on uh, their one year anniversary, which is including a first ever War Games two mat two rings, three teams. One cage or two cages, one cage, depending on how you look at it. All for the Southern Honor Wrestling Championship. We're gonna talk all about that the next time we are together. Uh, Courtney, how can they reach you on social media, brother? At C Major Build on Instagram or Twitter. Courtney Build on Facebook. I want to talk. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And uh, we got a lot of grounds to the cover. We're gonna be talking Southern Honor Wrestling, and in the next week, we'll have uh, talk about the championship and more. But till then, you can reach me at Bonner. Follow us at The Faction Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are The Faction.